Max can fight. Max will f some people up. Uh, he's a mean mother Lay the fucking smack down and, and, and show people what's what. This unbelievable paranoia. You're trying to get me beat. You know, the Jets saying, they put us against the Bills. They're trying to get us beat. Media talking sh Fans talking sh You strap up and you go to war. He don't knows I would have beat the out of him and that's why he didn't show up. It would be the first death in MMA. I don't give a fuck how long I live. People that are trying to come at you. All right, I'm going to retire. Uh, you want to share uh, our story in uh, Miami? Naked guys everywhere. Yeah, I'm really him. Talking about shit like. Really him. I, I hate the media. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Give a fuck if they ever show up to another one of my events ever again. <laughs> the most hated people in this country right now are politicians and the media. So uh. to be able to sit down and have conversations with people that you want to have conversations with is much better than jumping in these interviews with these Sorry. I'm talking about her. <laughs> let it rip, Dana. No, let it rip. Let it rip. To, uh, We're good. <laughs> who tried to do this gotcha sh and, and, and uh, baiting, clickbaiting and, 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 you know, all, all the bullshit going on. I'd rather, I would much rather do podcasts now than. It's hard to ask you questions that you haven't covered because you've been on so many. Honestly, yeah. at this point, it's like. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the problem is, what, what, you know, when you do them, you know, it's not like going in and doing a, 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 a six minute hit on a, and you, you know, you can only talk about the event. Sit down some of these things for an hour and 30 minutes, you know, you end up covering a lot of shit. This is The Rush, Max Crosby. I got all my boys here, and we have a very special guest. We'll just get it going right out the gate. I know Dana's a busy man like myself. I mean, he's at a whole other level. So we're going to get rolling. Dana, I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm going to get right to the point. Uh -oh. UFC 300's coming. You know, 100 was a big deal, 200 was a big deal, 300 is, is a big one for us. Right now, every fight on the card could main event either a fight night or a pay-per-view. Yeah. And, I mean, the first fight of the night is Cody Garbrandt versus Figueredo. That's the crazy. first fight of the night, the first prelim Insane. of the night. That's how Insane. good this card is. So, um, yeah, we're still working on, on, on a lot of crazy shit right now but this is part of the fun this is part of why i love this business so much 100 percent. do you think this has potential to be the highest grossing event in in ufc history well, i don't i don't know about that but uh yeah. i feel like it does every time it's, it's yeah definitely, I mean. it's definitely the most anticipated that's for sure i mean i am just getting contortured right now uh <laughs> for this main event everybody's going crazy and they yeah. want they're dying to know the main event and yeah. it's not like i'm dragging this thing out because you know i i i think it's funny or something it's just People don't realize how hard this business really is to, to you know, yeah. to pull these fights together and to do a card like this with all the other things that we got going on, with all the other businesses that, you know, I'm running and involved in. Uh, it's, 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 it's madness. Yeah, I yeah. want to follow well, up with that a little bit because a lot of shit takes place, like you said, in this room specifically. How much... It all takes place in here. Amen. This <laughs> is God's country right here. Just alone. <laughs> um, but for you... How much do egos come into play when you're planning a main event? Like, do guys trip that they're not the main event and they're the co-main event? No, no, no. There's not any of that. It's not any of that. What you're dealing with is uh, egos. Uh, not egos. Uh, you're dealing with injuries. Right. You're dealing with injuries. You're dealing with um, what does happen is when you got some bad dude, I'll give you an example, like Hamzat Chemaev when he was unranked. And these guys that have to fight him yep. that are ranked. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you get a lot of these guys that are ranked that don't want to take fights with, you know. Do they know it's because they're not as good as a fighter and this guy's on the up and coming? Or they yeah, just don't just, want to lose that number? No. That what it is with professional fighters is there's, 
this unbelievable paranoia. You know what I mean? It's, it's this paranoia. You're trying to get me beat. So imagine if the NFL put out a schedule, right? And you had, you know, the Jets saying, they put us against the Bills. They're trying to get us beat. Imagine if that was the mentality in, yeah. in, in, in all the other sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane, but it is, it is the mentality with some fighters uh, in the fight business. I love it. I'm no, like, that's that's crazy. Um, I want to kind of pivot a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, we've spent a lot of time together, um, you know, last offseason, things like that, and I've gotten to know you better. Um, and one thing I noticed, like, even in your 50s, like, we've had conversations about this a little bit, but how do you, like, for me, like, I look at you and I'm like, this dude's in his 50s moving around the way you move and you're, always, you're staying motivated in a bunch of different ways. And I've told you myself, like, I don't want to be around you just to like hang out and be your guy. Like I want to learn from you. I want to be like you when I'm 50. Thanks, I'm gonna bro. do things that you do, and I truly mean Thank that. You. What is like? What keeps you motivated, and like where does that like inner drive come from? Hmm. I, uh, I, I, well, no different than you. I, I like to win. Yeah. I like to win. Um, I love the business world. I love taking things that people say can't be done and doing it. Um, you know, I'm still as hands-on in this thing as I ever was. Uh, maybe more so now because of my health over the last two years. Um, and now I'm running, I mean, I'm running this um, power slap, throw one, and, and howler head. I mean, these are all, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm involved in the daily, you know, day to day operations in all of these companies now. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I love it. I still love doing it. Um, and uh, every day when you get up, when, you, when you're in, it's no, again, it's no different than sports. When, when you, and you're going to feel some of it now. You, you, you're starting to get into the business side of football. Yeah. And it's no different than when you play. When you get up every day and you're running a business, you strap up and you go to war. You have people that are trying to come at you, people that are trying to take you <laughs> out. You got the media talking shit. Yeah. You got the fans talking shit. Every you day. got uh, competitors out there trying to take a, a piece of what you've got. Yep. You got to strap up and go to war every single day. And I think that's what I love the most about this. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And uh, I guess to follow up with that, so everyone sees you're with Nelk Boys. You're with like the top promoters or influencers, I should say. You're with athletes like Taylor Will, Max. Like you're around a lot of successful people. You are the head honcho when it comes to success. What do you enjoy most about being around all those guys in a bunch of different avenues? Because like anywhere you turn, Dana's there, and we love it. But well, I align myself with people that I want to be around and people that I want to do business with. And um, what's even better about it is we, we just had this kind of, we got this big Bob Minery uh, thing about the drop <laughs> here. Yeah, we know, were just so talking about and, it. You know, yeah. So this this that whole show went on in the other room the other day. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day. You know, I, I built these relationships in my life. Like Max, Max went on the road with us. You know, yep. a few times now to, to, to different cities, to different countries, and we've hung out. I, I'm I'm lucky that I get to align myself with other people that, like we were talking earlier, that are motivated and want to win and, and want to do things. And we all learn from each other. We all, you know, help each other and and and, and uh, have each other's backs and and things that we're working on, and. It's the best. It's 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 fun. It's it's not like work. I'm I'm hanging around people that I actually like and enjoy and want to do business with. I, I've been saying this, you know. It, it started on the Theo Vaughn podcast, but <laughs> even sponsors, it's like I don't I don't give a shit 
about the money anymore. I, I want to uh, align myself with people that think like me and are, we're on the same, and we can be friends and we can do business and we can have fun. And money is just a byproduct of all that stuff. So it makes right. it easier, right? If you're doing sh that's aligning with other people, you're not dealing with a bunch of dorks, cornballs. Yeah, those, those <laughs> people that are going to start making the calls. I don't like this, you know. Again, <laughs> we keep kicking Peloton the nuts, but uh, they deserve it. Uh, and their seat you know, cushions suck. When, when by you're, the way. When you're they calling do. Theo Vaughn and telling Damn. him to take down, you know, a Kennedy, right. who's actually a Democrat, whatever, because you don't like one little thing he said. That's the problem with this, the world, not the country, but the world that we live in right now. Um, and I am so anti all of that bullshit. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I want okay. Well, this is leading perfect in, or else, and I'll pass it over to you guys. But um, you've been vocal about the society being soft. Um, in your opinion, where do we go from you know kind of getting away from being such pussies? You well, know, I think you're, I, I think that you're always going to have a bunch of pussies around. <laughs> the difference is now you can hear them all because of social media. Now you, you yeah. know everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's going to say this and that. And again, my thing is. You can tell me, my staff, my fighters, my whole little world that I live in, we could not be more aligned. Yeah. Now it's about aligning myself with sponsors and other people that, or, or, that touch the business in some way, shape, or form, or friends and people that I want to be around, people that I want to do things with. It's, it's just it's aligning yourself with, with, with those types of people. And, we live in our own little world, man. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like what I say. You don't have to like anything. You know, I don't give a <laughs> I have a whole group of people and fan base around the world that does. And we'll just play in our own little, our own little world here. And that, that's what I like about what's going on right now. Um, you don't have to think like I think. or It's, it's actually my thing. My thing is you can be that guy. Yeah. Um, and I just speak to people that are like-minded, like me. Like when I talk to this younger generation, you know, the, the, a lot of these kids are soft. But there's Amen. a lot of kids out there that aren't soft. And mm -hmm. I'm speaking to them. Those are the ones that I'm talking to. If you have this much savage in you, you run right over these people. And I was reading comments about that. Oh, you're talking about running people over? Yeah, I'm talking about running people over. Betas. Yeah. Yes. Run betas. those betas over. You know, live in your, do your thing. You want to be that guy? Do it. But these other guys, there's never been more opportunity in this world right now than. Yeah. Anyway, this group couldn't no, agree not. more. No, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. 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 We're fully aligned. So when you uh, first purchased UFC to now, drastically different business, company, reach, everything. What do you think the biggest strategy or decision that you made was the catalyst to where you are and you're sitting right now? Um, well, the biggest decision I made was the day that I talked to Bob Meyerowitz on the phone and he started telling me there's no more money and this and I don't even know if I can put on one more event. Yeah. I hung up the phone and called the Pertitas and said, this thing's in trouble. Yeah. I think we could buy it and I think we should. That was, that, that was the beginning. And then after that, the next greatest thing we did was the Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we've made a lot of good decisions since then. We've made some bad ones, but um, every decision got us to where we are today. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the Ultimate Fighter. Is there anything else that you guys have that's kind of feeding into the main brand, which is the UFC? The Contender Series. The Contender yeah. Series is, is now yeah, the biggest right. star-building yeah. show that, that, that we have. Uh, you know, we have the Ultimate Fighter. We have Looking for a Fight, where we go out on the road and look yeah. for a fighter. And then yeah. we have the Contender Series. Between the three of them, it's just massive, uh, you know, 
star building machines that we have. Yeah, so that's something that you guys are in your guys' strategy. Is, hey, how do we find more avenues and pipelines to Performance feed? institutes. So yeah. we got the Performance Institute here. We have one in China. We have, uh, we're, I'm going down next month and cutting the ribbon for the new one down in Mexico City. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to build the that. biggest one in the world in the Middle East. And then yeah. my, my, my last uh, PI that I'm going to build will be Africa. That's dope. Yeah, the money's never ending over there in uh, the Middle East. Well, right? the thing that we do is we keep reinvesting in the sport. You know, um, we're always reinvesting in the sport to make the thing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So, yeah, you, obviously you don't come across as like a maintained type of guy. You met Gary Brecka, you know, a year or two years ago. He gave you, what, 10 years to live? Yeah. Obviously you've made monumental changes. How do you find that 1% now that say you've reached your goal weight or you've reached your numbers and your health? What's the 1% reach now? Yeah, it's it's about I'm healthier than I've ever been. I got more energy than I've ever had. I feel like I'm 25 again. I'm taking on more and more and more um, because I feel that good. And what's funny is, let me make something clear here while we're talking about this. <laughs> yes. I, now that Gary's blown up and he's everywhere, I see all yeah. these guys trying to debunk him. Um, yeah, I see it all the let time. Let me make this clear. All the time. I'm not asking anybody to do this. Don't do it. Keep seeing your doctor. Keep taking <laughs> pills. Keep Knock yourself out. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, 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 and people act like like uh, like I'm being paid. I still pay Gary Brecka like everybody else pays him. Yeah. The yeah. reason I started talking about this is because I, I, I guarantee you, there's tons of people out there that had sleep apnea, were snoring, and and went through the same that I did. They put you on a CPAP machine. I went and saw a doctor in L.A. Right about my snoring. Yeah. They were trying to talk me into doing surgery. They were gonna cut my throat and make my throat wider. Could you imagine if I did? Oh my God. I mean, this Fuck is the nutty that. that's going on out there. And and not only, there's this, this couple um, that lives next to me up at my place in Maine. And uh, I, I, her legs were all messed up. They're like almost 80 years old. He had a heart attack, you know, got a stent put in his heart and all this stuff. I hooked them up with Gary Brecker like six months ago. Their lives have completely changed, and they're 80 years old. My mother-in-law, who's 80 years old, it's just this guy is is absolutely legit. Two years ago, I called this hippie. I didn't believe in any of this stuff, and now you see these doctors yeah. kind of coming out and trying to debunk them. I yeah. get it. You know why? Because these doctors probably spent uh, $200,000 going to college and did it for 15 years, yeah. and they know that this is right, and this is an absolute threat to. Uh, to, to, to healthcare, and, and uh, this is the future of healthcare, in yeah. my opinion. In no way, shape, or form did I answer your question, but uh, yeah, I just had to. I just had to get that off my chest. No, I love that. I love that. Speaking of Gary Brecca, you know, uh, you want to share uh, our story in uh, Miami when we're looking for. Uh, you remember when we were we were looking for a wellness center? We got it all set up. Yeah, so, this is an all-time classic. So this, I just needed to so explain. This is when I first started working with Gary, and I, I wasn't as dialed in with, like, everywhere I go now. There's a cold plunge. You know, everywhere I go, I, I'm, I'm dialed now. So we're down in Miami, and there's a cold plunge place, uh, cold plunge place down there. I'm like, awesome. Uh, so we're all going to go. We go to this place, and uh, we walk in, and... <laughs> <laughs> There's naked guys everywhere. <laughs> Literally walked in with, get the out of here. Just push everybody out. Legitimately. We walked out, jumped back in the cars, 
And I call Gary Breck. I'm like, hey, you got a spot where you can come and, yeah, you can come over here. We go over. It's, it's Gary's fucking condo. We walk in his home. Yeah. The long sto- short story of this long story is we end up, we end up going to Lorenzo's boat. Yeah. yeah. But my partner, Lorenzo, has a boat over there. We end up going on his boat. He had a cold plunge. We got all down. He Jim, cold plunge. The nicest place in, in Miami was on his boat, where we ended up doing everything. Yeah. And then we ended up hanging out on his boat for a couple days. Yeah, we were, we were chilling. Lorenzo, thank you. No, it, <laughs> it was us. classic. I literally went to the bathroom. We walked in. We're kind of looking around. It was super. We thought it was be more private. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got to go take a piss. It wasn't private. Not <laughs> private at all. I mean, it literally took a piss. I came back. Dana and them were about to walk. He's like, yeah. we're going. We're yeah. gone. <laughs> like, what happened? Everyone's in tears laughing. Dana's like, these mo- Towels and no, no, I'm out. Uh, Nothing. Local in YMCA. Cold yeah. yeah. Going yeah. into a cold plunge. We're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that, I think that says it all. They're jumping into a cold plunge naked. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. self confidence. Yeah, no shame. No shame. Zero shame. Um, I got another question. Um, obviously, you're in your 50s. You're still, like you said, you feel like you're 25. You're motivated. Me and you, we have conversations. We're just talking about what we're doing next. What's our next thing? What's, you know, things like that all the time. When do you, like, do you plan on ever, like, saying, all right, I'm going to retire? And, like, what would that look like for you? Because I know you're wired kind of like how I'm wired. We're, like, on the go 24-7. So, like, is that in your, in your future? Do you not really think even, about it? isn't even a thought. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I feel like I'm 25 again. So if, if I keep feeling as healthy as I feel now, and I, I just, I, I can't see a day where I don't, uh, don't want to work anymore. I just don't ever see that happening. Yeah. I feel it's that. It's going to be a long time before I go away. Unfortunately, for some of you that uh, yeah, you know, want to see me disappear anytime soon, no. it isn't going to happen. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I love it. Thank God, because when you think of it. UFC, it's like, I mean, we think of the fighters, right? We love it. We go to the fights. I mean, yeah. we're watching any time we can, any time that, any chance that we can. But um, I think of you, man. I mean, I remember being young, and it was True TV, and you had, I think it was, or Spike TV, and it was Ultimate <laughs> Fighter, and... Like, I, Dana White is the face of UFC for me. Yeah. So, like, if you go, man, it's going to be a weird, weird day in, uh, in that world. Well, the truth is, that, that, that if, when I leave, uh, if and when I leave, um, you know, UFC is going to do, it will be different. It will be very different, especially yeah. the culture here. Um, a lot of things will change about the UFC if I leave. Absolutely. Staying on the UFC, um, John Jones, Stipe, I'm assuming they're still planning to fight in the future at some point. Yes. No, there's a lot. On yep. injuries. Th- this summer should happen. Okay. okay. So that being said, are we could we see a possible dual goat retirement after that fight from the both of them? It's interesting. It, I think it depends on who wins. I mean, either guy that wins, how do you not fight Aspinall? That right? was my lead. Up. He literally. Yeah. Just, yeah he beat I was gonna say, is Tom Aspinall is he yeah. the next guy in that division? And I and I think there's a. Um, it's almost like a. A courtesy, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, if you're looked at as, as one of the goats, you know, whoever wins this fight, it's almost, almost like a courtesy thing to give that guy the shot and, you know, give him an opportunity to, to win. Or, or you win and just it can just absolutely cements. This Amen. Is, nobody can poke holes in it. Nobody can say anything about yeah. it. I like that you say courtesy because I feel like people get it twisted, and you hear it all the time, I'm sure, but they're like, why are they putting this legend out there with this young up-and-coming killer like UFC, Dana doesn't care about him. It's like, no, it's, no, it's courtesy. I mean, no. some of the talking about exactly. the fight sure. business and how it works. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. No doubt. It's like Izzy versus Anderson. That was legendary. I mean, it was like 
literally passing of the torch. So like fights like that, I think are hundred percent necessary. And that's who Anderson is. Anderson always wants to test himself against the best. Oh, it's yeah. not like Anderson was never ever that guy that's like, oh, I want to protect my legacy and I don't want to. And they're trying to make me lose. And all. Anderson Silva never had that mentality. No. If you thought you were better than Anderson Silva, he He's wanted fighting, to fight yeah. any weight class, yeah. right? Too. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anderson it feels Silva, like. You thought you were better than him. He wanted to fight you. Yeah, he didn't duck anybody. I think that's what made Connor special, sure. special too. And you but talked about that. Kamar Usman. Usman, yeah. Usman. Usman, all. Usman was running through guys twice. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, Usman does not get the credit he deserves. No. Kamar Usman was. Why do you just, think that? Every time we call, I don't know what it is. You know, the fans are whatever. I think when Kamar was <laughs> gone, then they'll appreciate it. They'll appreciate it. You know what I mean? But um, that guy never turned down a fight. He fought everybody, you know, started running through guys twice. Imagine you fight somebody that's tough, and you're like, I gotta fight this tough guy. Him and Colby Covington was a tough fight. Hell yeah. He had no Wars. problem fighting guys twice. Yeah. Usman was a bad boy. Is a bad boy. I mean, you know, 100%. but when he ruled the world, he fought everybody. Well, I mean, he fought Hamza. How many people are running away from that fight? No, and he fought and well. I can't answer that probably, but Absolutely. we know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. That was a good fight too. I yep. mean, if that was five rounds, I, I like Usman. Yeah. I mean, I love Hamza. He might gas a little bit. I don't so know. That's just me talking real right yeah. now. Wow. Yeah. If you look at Hamzat, this guy came out of nowhere. Yeah. When you yeah. look at Hamzat, look at how fast he got to where he was. So, <laughs> Immediately. So we're in uh, Fight Island during COVID. Yeah. I never heard of this guy in my life. Yeah. He fights and destroys the guy he fights. <laughs> yeah. Then starts screaming, I crush everybody. I'm gonna, I want to fight again next week. And my yes. matchmakers are like, uh-uh, no. he's fighting again next I'm like, yeah, he's yeah, fighting he again Put next. him in there. Yeah. Get, it was 50 seconds. Okay. Get it, wins. And then his trajectory was like this. So when you talk about, you know, you know, him gassing or him this, he beat Kamaru Usman, who yeah. is one of the greatest ever. This guy was was built during COVID, during on Fight Island, which yeah. was a couple years ago. Yeah, not long ago. Nah, no, good. No, that dude's Hamzad a killer. is an absolute freak of nature. Killer. And an incredibly talented. Oh, yeah. I want to see him in like a year, year and a half. I want to see him versus Bo Nickel. I yeah. think that's going to be a fun. Absolute war. Yeah, Bo Nichols is gonna be. That's another one. Yeah. 300. I mean, that, that's another fun fight. I mean, there's so many fun fights on. Insane. 300. Yeah. Did we miss Jack Piper? Did he just fight by the chance, or is he about to? I think it's Who? this weekend. Piper is he this weekend? Piper's the main event. With, yeah, he's uh, a man. Right? Hermanson. Herma yeah. Hermanson. So another great story. So, you know, he breaks his arm trying to get into the uh, on the contender series, trying to get into the UFC, faces nothing but adversity. And, and healing and coming back and trying to get comes on to the uh, contender series wins and just goes off on his trajectory. Now he's the main event and uh, he's fighting a really tough guy. Uh, you know, number 11th ranked guy in the world right now coming off losing the broken arm in the contender series. If he wins this weekend, it could put him in the top 10. Yeah, no, he's a bad dude. And I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard he had a strong. He has the strongest recorded punch in like history. He beat Francis's record. Yeah, he did. That's true. What? Yeah, yeah. Literally the strongest recorded punch like ever. And he's like way little. He's one eighty five. That's the way you say it. That's insane. He's yeah. way little. Way, way little. Littler. <laughs> way little. Way little. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you mentioned Fight Island, right? So if you look go back to the COVID era, I think that was like the great divide, the separation between proactive and reactive people, right? Um, it was, what, a couple months into lockdown, COVID, the UFC has Fight Island. You guys are tapping into a completely new demographic of people because everybody's sitting on their ass, locked at home, watching, wanting sports. Yeah. What has that done? Have you still seen uh, loyalty from that fan base that you tapped oh, yeah. into? And then 
What's that done for the UFC today? 100%. Yeah, our fan base grew like 65% during COVID. Jeez. And when we went through, you know, obviously the personal stuff, like I didn't lay off any employees, yeah. honored every fighter contract throughout COVID, right. honored every contract that we had through COVID, mm -hmm. whether it was sponsorship, television, everything. Um, and, uh, you know, we were doing fights that we'd have some fights that probably would have done 300,000 buys. Every fight we were doing was doing a million buys during COVID. So <laughs> it, it was a massive time for the company. And, uh, yeah, when you think about this, I was just talking about this yesterday. And without us getting into all this bullshit, <laughs> everybody's crying about this now. <laughs> go into it. What are all the stories of all the people dying of COVID now? I haven't heard any <laughs> stories of anybody dying of COVID. I'm not saying that people haven't, but you don't hear anything. Uh, the deadliest disease in the history of, you know, my life. Yeah. Uh, it never made sense to me. It never made sense to me. I, I, I didn't understand that if it was as bad as it was being reported, um, and we hid in our houses, um, this this virus wasn't going to eventually get us. But we could go to a restaurant, take our mask off, and sit down and eat, and then get up and put our mask back on. And it just oh, made when zero we look sense. back on this thing yeah. now. How silly was this? How silly does it all look now? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I, I'm, I'm one of these people, um, I, I believe everybody live your life, pray to who you want to pray to, identify, sleep with, wh whatever you want to do, it's your life, knock yeah. yourself out. That's crazy, 65%. That's crazy. 65% growth that you guys got from, yeah, yeah. Fight. that's yeah. a number. Oh, no. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of set the standard. I feel like the bubble came because I feel like you kind of had your own bubble, Fight Island. Um, you kind of set the standard. It'd be dope to have you be the commissioner of the NFL and just see the matchups you put, the schedule together, and just how you, you know run it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let people wear a face mask. Like, Don't run the NFL, NFL then. The NFL's doing pretty well. Hey, Amen. Maybe we sure. get you to own a team. They're doing pretty well. Own a team. And yeah. no matter who the commissioner of the NFL is, NFL fans are going to – people talk about me and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. It, there's always going to be critics and, and yeah. criticism of, of, of uh, anybody who's out there in the public and, and making decisions that people love and decisions that people don't like. It's, 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 it's just always going to be that way. Yeah. Listen, I, in no way, shape, or form do I want to take on, uh, you know, running the NFL or any of these other things. I live in my own little world over here. I do it my way. Um, I, I don't have to answer to anybody. I can do what I want to do. I, I wouldn't change one thing. I'm happy where I'm at. I have no aspirations of going to NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, or anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And I don't criticize any of those guys and how they run their business. Uh, the NFL is doing pretty well. Yeah. They're doing okay. No doubt. No doubt. No, I love that. I mean, you've always done it your way. You see nowadays, you know, I've seen you get questioned about, you know, obviously some guys recently saying crazy shit in press mm -hmm. conferences and stuff, and you're like, listen, this is, I mean, I can't tell them what to say. They're their own human beings. Like, I mean, that's the fact that people can come at you in a negative way from that and saying people can speak their mind is a problem in its own, you know, in well, its that's own right. One of the big so. problems in this country right now is, yeah. is, is you don't get, and, and unfortunately, when you talk about like hate speech, yeah, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah, when you start talking about, it's probably the most important thing out there. Imagine if, imagine if there's somebody, one person or a group of people, who get to decide what's hate speech. Right? Yeah. That, that's that's where it all begins. Yeah. Right? Oh, look at these these bums laying on my sidewalk, uh, you know, pitching up hate speech. Yeah. You know? And, and one of the things that everybody needs to realize in this country, right? So when we were just up in Canada, 
No. You know freedom of speech isn't a thing up there. Yeah, right? well, Sean, Sean Strickland covered that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, it's they have I what's called that. freedom of expression. You have freedom of expression. The difference is that the government can decide that's hate speech, and you can do two years in jail. We, we don't realize this that's when we insane. talk about Canada, right? Now, I don't care what color you are, what race you are, religion, sexual orientation, any of this stuff. No. Everybody says something. You know, this is America. You yeah. Say whatever you want. You can say what you can say. You can say you can say whatever you want, and nothing's going to happen to you. People will try to cancel you. People will be pissed at you. People will be mad tweeting you. Whatever the thing is, yeah. but you're not going to jail. Yeah. yeah. Now in Ireland, this just happened to Conor McGregor. This is happening. This is happening all over the world right now, and we never realized this stuff until COVID hit. When COVID hit, hit the fan. Yep. And I say this all the time. You don't know who anybody really is until the sh fan. You see all these other <laughs> countries that you're like, ah, oh, that's a cool place. I bet I'd love to live there. I bet I'd love to live there. It's solidified that this is the greatest place on earth. Yeah. There is no better place to live than here in America. And we are a melting pot of lots of different people and races and religions and sexual orientations and what you identify as and all these other things. And it's what makes this country incredible yeah. you can and we all can have an opinion we can all say these things and we all need to fight to make sure that none of that gets taken away amen amen i think you're the best commissioner owner all the above in any sport i know Mac, i don't know Thanks. yeah yeah no, that's real that's it's real. just it, it, it's at the end of the day it's it's something that everybody has to stand up for even if we don't like what they're saying Got one question for you, fan submitted question. Dylan asked, "How do you think the fight between you and Tito Ortiz would have went if it actually went down and you didn't pull out?" <laughs> well, uh, it's supposed to be a boxing match. Uh -huh. It ends badly for Tito Ortiz in a boxing match. Yeah. If it was MMA, yeah. it would be the first death in MMA. Tito Ortiz would have killed him. Literally <laughs> <laughs> murder. Uh, uh, Tito knows I would have beat the out of him, and that's why he didn't show up. Yeah. And it was his idea, and it was a really bad idea. He knew it. Him and his wife at the time were trying to get out of this fight by trying to punk me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They wanted to use MMA gloves. They wanted to do all this stuff. And I said yes to everything. And then he ended up pulling out because he knew what was going to happen. But let me be very clear. If it was MMA, it would have lasted three and a half seconds, and I probably would have got murdered. How often like do, you, do you spar, train, box? You probably know this answer. I train every day now. I don't spar or do any of that shit. Boys might need to come check it out one time. I keep yeah. trying to talk friends of mine that still spar out of sparring. Mario Lopez. So yeah. Mario Lopez is, you know, Mario Lopez is friends with everybody. This guy, <laughs> if you hate Mario Lopez, there's something wrong Slater, with you. Slater, baby. Yeah. And, but Mario Lopez is a talented dude. He actually can fight, and he can spar. And he's still sparring with people, and I keep telling him, dude, you're 15 years old. You've you, you got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. You've got a great life. Stop sparring. Handsome fella. Good looking dude. You know. All the above. He's, he's, he's got a great life. Yeah. Sparring and, and fighting is a young, a young person's game. It is not, it is not for people that are 50 plus. So yeah. what are you doing? Hit the bags? Hit the cardio? <coughs> just I don't even do that. Man. Yeah. I, I, listen, he's on the bike. He's doing. This light, is what light. I'm doing. Trying to get as healthy as I can get. I want a good quality of life. I don't give a how long I live. Yeah. I, I, I have no say in that, right? Yeah. I just want a good quality of life. Um, you know, they could say, hey, Dan is still alive. I'm 
86 sitting in a wheelchair <laughs> drooling in the living room. <laughs> yeah. But at least you're still here. We you're still here. Wheelchair yeah. right into the pool, yeah. okay? <laughs> that, that is not a life That's, I want. I want no. a good quality of life. Yeah. Um, so none of that stuff matters to me. I, I just want, I'm trying not to get hurt. I'm trying not to get fat. And that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking out for. Amen. I'm not looking to punch a bag or spar or do anything. I just want a good quality of life. I respect that. Yeah, I mean, this is our last segment of the show. Um, it's called Keeping a Creel. We got our boy over here. Um, he's going to hit you. Yeah, Dustin Creel. He's going to hit you with some rapid, <laughs> rapid questions, and you need to answer as fast as you can and as accurately as you can. So. Okay. Uh, Why, what happens if I don't? Uh, yeah. Uh, just, 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 you guys going to yeah. beat the yeah. out of me now yeah. that I don't want to spar anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to bring Tito in exactly. here. Dana, I got, I got a disclaimer. Yeah. If some require an explanation, we're here for it. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you can explain yeah. yourself. Group questions don't just kill on me. These are all, yeah, this is all. Meeting the minds. So first one, better sporting atmosphere, UFC event, NFL game. I, I like fighting more than I like. You know, it's one of those weird things. I like football better on TV than I do the live experience. You can't watch it. It's hard really. to an the angle. sport better than football on television. Football's fast, exciting, everything on the, like the UFC and like fighting. Period. Yeah. NFL team, Raiders or Patriots? Patriots. Ooh, look at that. Sorry, Max. boys. I, listen, <laughs> I fucking grew up a Patriots fan. Crazy. You guys showed up a couple of years ago. Love you. <laughs> Mark's cool. <laughs> Mark's cool. At least you do that. Mark's cool. Uh, Hardest fighter answer. you've had to manage, Francis or Tito? Tito Ortiz, definitely. Yeah. Especially at the time and the time of the growth of the company and what was going on. No, nobody tried to damage the UFC more than Tito Ortiz. Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. <laughs> We knew we'd catch you right that there. That was the one. Oh, that's yes. right. I said, don't kill me. Yeah, don't. You know, I, I got to go with Biden. I yeah, got to go right? with Biden. We, we asked ourselves this on the way here. Yeah. We all had a, yeah. Is the country become no more answer. corrupt than it? It's yeah. all good. We won't get into Boxing that. match, Tyson or Ali? Oh, I love them both so much, man. I love them both so much. Uh, you know what? If you asked Mike, Mike would say Ali. Mike is so respectful to all the legends of the sport, and he's such a good human. Um, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth. I cannot answer that question. Uh, I love them both. In a UFC hypothetical fight, Max versus Greg Hardy. So let me tell you this. I'm gonna say Greg Hardy actually really did it. Greg, I have so much respect for Greg Hardy. How he trained, he came in, he, the adversity that he faced. He, you know, he came in and he, and he, and he did it. I'm, 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 I'm not supposed to talk about this, and I'm not gonna talk about this, but I'm gonna. Wiggle around, wiggle around it. Let me yeah. just say this. I saw some footage of our boy Max Crosby. And Max can fight. Yeah. Max can fight. Max will f some people up. Yeah. Uh, he's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the power. And he's a mean mother f when he needs to be and when, when he wants to be and when he has to lay, lay the f smack down and, and, and show people what's what. So let me just put it that way. We'll so. take that. That's yeah, a good, we'll that's take good. that. I appreciate you. Happy you. With that you know exactly what the f I'm Yeah, 100%. 100%. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We appreciate yeah, keeping it real. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah keeping we're keeping it real over here. But, um, I mean, that's all we got for today. I mean, we appreciate you so much for having us. You know um, how much I respect you and appreciate you for always my showing place. love and, you know, treating treat my guys like, you know, you know, like family. So, 
That's all we got, man. We love you, brother. Love you I appreciate too. you for coming on. All right. Thanks, boys. Yeah, I'm really in. Talking my shit like. Turn really in, my God. Walk up in this shit like. Yeah, I'm really